Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Pittsburgh Steelers are out. The playoffs, the season, it's all over for the team in black and gold. I don't think many people uh, really were too surprised of the final outcome of this uh, playoff wildcard, super wildcard weekend game, I guess I should say. But really... It just wasn't a great game for your Pittsburgh Steelers. They were embarrassed, um, especially what touchdown passes to offensive linemen, tight ends running free for 50 yards, just wide open players, dropped passes, duck throws. It was as bad as it could get. Like last year's playoff game against the Cleveland Browns was that bad? Yeah, it was hard to watch. But that was more just like user error, like just a team playing a bad game. This year in the playoffs, it was just like an untalented team versus talented team and it it shows on tape and on uh, on and on the field really it was just one of those instances where your Pittsburgh Steelers were outclassed by the Kansas City Chiefs and it unfortunately again wasn't the first time that happened this season so the Steelers once again are out but the purpose of this show is to kind of uh, really look to see where they can go from here because this big old wheel of the NFL never stops spinning and it's not going to stop spinning for your Pittsburgh Steelers now at the time of recording, the Steelers haven't fired any coaches. They haven't officially moved on from any players. Ben Roethlisberger still hasn't officially retired, as far as uh, anyone here is concerned. He's never really uttered those words that I am retired or filed for paperwork or being placed on the retired list, which makes things about as official as possible. So... For all intents and purposes, at the time of recording, Steelers haven't done squat, but they still have plenty of time, plenty of time before the new league year. So this is where the Steelers need to go from here. And obviously, first things first, they got to figure out this coaching staff, uh, whether or not they're firing guys, whether or not they're going to add to the coaching staff, just having more coaches in general, uh, what have you, what they are going to do. And I don't think anyone would be surprised um, if uh, if either coordinator was moved on from. Uh, there's kind of been rumblings that Keith Butler might be looking at retiring himself. So who knows, maybe Terrell Austin could, because we know the Steelers love to hire from within. Um, they could they could go that direction if they want to move in from Matt Canada. I don't think there's a coach on the offensive coaching staff ready for that promotion. So it, it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a wild week for your Pittsburgh Steelers in the very least. Wild month of January and heading into February. Things are going to be nuts. And it's going to be very, very weird to see how that all plays out nonetheless. So in, in one sense, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it, it's, going to be, it's going to be different. The Steelers have to do something new because really the formula just isn't cutting it anymore. And a team with a ton of free agents and are moving on from a franchise quarterback, things just necessarily have to be different. Like, they have to be. Things aren't going to be the same. The Steelers have to bring a brand new identity into the season next year than they have the last 18 years because big... Ben isn't at the helm and the quarterback position is so important in all of sports that a lot of your identity kind of falls on the back of your QB and I know that like the rest of your team can like still affect those things like having a hard-nosed defense is great and being able to run the football is great but having a bad quarterback you're not doing squat 
How many teams have won the Super Bowl with bad quarterback play? Like, heck, the Philadelphia Eagles, when they won it with Nick Foles, Nick Foles was still playing great football. There, there's no denying that. A backup quarterback can get hot for stretches, sure. But the, you can see now, Nick Foles is, what, the third stringer for the Chicago Bears? Or I think he's been injured even this year. Like, he's just not... He's just not that guy. And, like, the Steelers need to find and figure out what they're doing at quarterback. And uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, he, he's kind of uh, deduced uh, from, like, poking around a little bit that the Steelers don't really want to trade multiple first-round picks for a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Uh, and they don't love the free agent market as it is. Like, really, I, I, I wouldn't blame them. Uh, Matt Ryan is not uh, not a guy that I'd want at leading the Steelers. I feel like that doesn't change anything, really, for a team that needs to improve. And I, I don't know if Matt Ryan comes in and defeats Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins for the starting job anymore. He's just getting he's just getting old. And like being an outdoor quarterback now after playing in the Dome in Atlanta for that long, I, I don't think that would work. I, I don't think there's options on the free agency market. I don't think there's the, the real trade names that are possible, especially with teams like the Denver Broncos that have acquired tons of draft capital. I Like, if anyone's going to be making a move, it's it, it's not going to be the Steelers. They, they just don't have the draft assets, and, and really, there just isn't those available quarterbacks out there. So, really, that turns to the draft, which is what Ian Rappaport speculated when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers and finding a quarterback. By all means, it sounds like they're going to roll into 2022 with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskell in a QB battle, and then they could be inserting a potential first-round pick at quarterback into that mix as well, which uh, in a way is terrifying because that doesn't really set up any quarterback for great future success uh, by uh, putting them into a three-horse race for the starting job uh, and then uh, giving them limited reps and then who knows if you turn the, the offense over that quickly, especially if, if you're not going to give them that many reps on offense. But the two names that really stand out to me, and I know people are going to cringe regardless of the next two names I say, and the amount of Steelers fans that will list a, a different quarterback under a, a chain of who they think the Steelers should uh, draft is is very long. There's probably 10 different names I've seen uh, getting thrown out by Steelers fans before I even kind of throw my two out and like necessarily the two names I'm about to say aren't even the ones that I necessarily think are the best two QBs in the draft I think it's just the two QBs the Steelers have been the most interested in uh, really the last couple seasons when it comes to going out and watching games uh, especially this past year which uh, tells the most I think the two guys that are the most likely to be the number 20 pick uh, for your Pittsburgh Steelers is number one if he's available Kenny Pickett the, the Pitt Panthers QB um, of course, uh, sharing a facility. They're going to know everything there is to know about Kenny Pickett. And, of course, the Steelers have already flubbed a uh, all-star pick quarterback before not taking Dan Marino in, what, uh, 1983 there. Uh, they, they didn't make that pick, and they always regretted it. So who knows if the Roonies might, uh, this time around... Uh, Maybe take a, a lesson from the past and uh, maybe take that quarterback this time in hopes of not uh, making the same mistake in years past. The second quarterback that I think the Steelers have been out to a ton of games, out to training camp, out to practices, is Sam Howell at North Carolina. Regardless of what you think of him, I think the Steelers are very interested because they've gone who, to his games a ton. When North Carolina played Pitt, it seemed like they sent the entire uh, scouting farm to that game but for those two quarterbacks. That, I think those are the two guys they're honed in on and going to do a ton of due diligence towards. Thankfully, I don't think there's a ton of teams this year that are desperate to 
draft a quarterback in a weak quarterback class. If we're being honest with ourselves, it just isn't a very strong one. And really, I wouldn't be surprised if any name uh, sprang to the top of this list after the college football scene is done, based on what happens at the Senior Bowl and at the Combine. Like, that's no way to be t- picking a quarterback to begin with. It should go based on tape and what they're actually able to perform on the field. But right now, uh, I feel like with how uh, with how much parity there is of the quarterback position when it comes to the draftables, um, it, it's going to be interesting nonetheless because there could be any any which of like probably six legit names that could probably jump to the top of the pack with a, a good. Uh, Uh, combine performance and again that's no way to be taking a quarterback but that's what it's going to come down to so either Pickett or Howell could be the guys for the Steelers at 20 and what sucks here is the NFL draft starting after free agency because if the Steelers don't sign a free agent quarterback like any team would be stupid if they if they if they were in love with Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell and saw the Steelers at 20, and they didn't sign anyone, they'd be dumb to not think uh, one of those guys is going to end up there. If they wanted either of them, they'd jump above the Steelers and make that pick. So in that sense, it's going to suck. It's going to be a stressful uh, couple weeks between the start of free agency and the end of the draft because the Steelers... They're going to telegraph their move here. It's going to be obvious to all of us for from a mile away. I, I don't think they're going into round three without having taken a quarterback and not signed anyone. I, I do not see that in the slightest. I just cannot see that happening uh, for this team. It's it just it's just not a, a non-starter. But I, I think in free agency, we're going to see this team spend some major money on the offensive line. I saw names like uh, Trey Turner saying he wants to remain in Pittsburgh. There's no way. Uh, uh, just like to talk about the offensive line for a second and what the Steelers need to do there. This offseason, of course, hinges on the quarterback first, what they're going to do at that spot. They determine it's going to be in the draft, and that's fine. But when it comes to the offensive line, the next most important thing, or really the most important thing to do this offseason they got to be willing to gut this team, uh, this line, because it, it was bad. I, like, I want to swear to describe this team, but this is a family show, so I'm not I'm not going to do that. We're going to keep the cussing for another day. This Steelers offensive line, I, I think we can all agree, was terrible this year. One of the worst, if not the worst, in all of football and played bad football, period. Um, they got to be willing to move on from Trey Turner, who uh, had communication issues, who, who's getting older. I, I think it would be a massive mistake unless he's willing to take a, like a reserve backup role and, to, and do it for almost no cash. Like I wouldn't bring him back. Um, when it comes to center, Kendrick Green lost that starting job. By all accounts, he got healthy, but it's still J.C. Hasnauer starting at center the last number of weeks of the season. Like There's a reason he was the guy. Kendrick Green it lost that job as, as a rookie. I, I know he was asked to do a lot and I know a lot of people want to say oh flip him guard honestly I just don't think he's a good football player I think the Steelers made a bad pick I think they need to be willing to bite that and already be willing to move on from a guy like Kendrick Green like I'm sorry sometimes that just happens you can't nail every draft pick you can't nail every third round pick which is uh, of course what Kendrick Green was but he was bad Uh, he didn't develop Uh, his hands were an issue his communication was bad Uh, he's as strong as he's gonna be like there's just no more developing like that's that's gonna come from an off the field basis. Like it, it's gonna come uh, from his technique, and like I don't know how much he's gonna be able to correct because of his, his small stature. I know 
when you look at his uh, his current uh, listables, I think he's listed 6'4 on the Steelers' website, but then you go to his combine measurables, and I'm pretty sure he was a shade under 6'1". So it, it just goes to show, like, some of those intangibles the Steelers are, they just got to be willing to move on from. I think Chuksakorafor is a free agent. I think that's another guy going to be willing to move on from because below average isn't, good enough in the NFL. Like, you shouldn't settle for below average at any starting spot, and bringing Chooks back would be doing that. Zach Banner, he hasn't been healthy. I know he has another year in his contract. It's almost all, like, incentive money. So if you cut him, you pretty much save all of his contract. So that's another guy that I think you have to move on from. Uh, Kevin Dotson, he's had some ups and downs. Uh, the season started with him uh, being in trouble with the team because of his weight and his shape and being uh, like unable to play. I know uh, there's some backlash towards the media when that came out, but it, it seems like that was the case. So his spot shouldn't, it should also be one that's up for question. I, I like right now, I feel like Dan Moore Jr. is the only one that actually has potential to be a starter on this team and to take a step forward going into this offseason. That might be the one guy that is like, you know what, like he, he might deserve a chance. Uh, he, he wasn't great at times. There was times that he did play good, though. He got better as the year went on. At, like, period, point blank, he did get better. So that's someone I'd be willing to take another look at. For me, if I'm the Steelers, I, I'm I'm seriously looking at this free agent class and draft class and thinking to myself, I need four studs in this offensive line. That's, like, minimum. This offseason, we need to find four guys to plug up this offensive line. If, if they're able to do that, if they're able to really, like, fix this unit, like, I know I'm saying this word a bunch, but it's what is necessary. If they can get this this unit to one that is an NFL standard, which it is currently not, regardless of the combination of, of players on the field, if they can push them to that standard, I'm I'm totally fine with them taking a quarterback with their first round pick and letting them compete. Heck, if they need to sit for a year, would that suck? Yeah. I don't think there's any denying that. It, it would suck. But um, if that means the Steelers are going to be better in, in future years, then I might be 100% for that. Now, obviously, there's a ton of other moves uh, to break down here, but it is the halfway point of our show. So we're going to jump into a quick break and be back with more live mic action in just a moment. It is time for the second half of the live mic. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And if you want to continue this conversation with me, you can always do so by following me at MichaelBeck56 on Twitter. Also, while you're there, might as well follow the page as well. At BTSteelCurtain, you'll get all the uh, stories the second they drop on Twitter or just by refreshing the website all day long, like you know so many of you do. Uh, Once again, BTSC, Behind the Steel Curtain, should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, getting right back into the heart of this show, where do the Steelers go from here? here obviously like the things that i touched on was figuring out the coaching staff is the first thing they got to do then it's figuring out the offensive line and quarterback situation and and really uh determining what you want to do at quarterback the first thing they have to do is determine what they want to do at quarterback 
The second thing they got to do is fix the offensive line, and then they have to execute that plan of getting said quarterback. Uh, I I know that might sound like a weird order of operations here, but uh, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is going to be next year if this offensive line is still in shambles like it was this past season. Uh, a rookie is going to get murdered. Uh, Mason Rudolph's biggest flaw is his is pocket presence, so he's going to get murdered. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. He's just struggled with the mental side of the game. And so if he doesn't have time to think about the ball or think about what he wants to do with the ball, he's going to get his head taken off. The Steelers can't afford that. They can't afford that with any guy here. And, like, if you think trading for Aaron Rodgers fixes all the problems, him getting sacked 75 times next year isn't going to fix anything. So the offensive line is the priority. Um, But the first thing they got to do is figure out what avenue they're going to take when it comes to finding a quarterback they figure that out you fix the offensive line you go get the quarterback perfect this offense is pretty much set like i don't have a problem with the with the tight end group i love pat fryermuth and zach gentry i think that's a great one-two punch i love kevin Rader in that special team spot being the number three guy i love it i bring back Derek watt Najee harris was a stud his, his rookie year uh imagine him with a good offensive line in front of him Man, that guy, that, that guy could have a 2,000-yard season. I wouldn't bat an eye at that because of how good he was with one of the worst offensive lines in the history of football. He, he still had 1,200 rushing yards and, what, 600 receiving yards? Yeah, it, It's not funny. Like, this guy will take a huge step forward. At receiver, obviously the Steelers have some drop issues. Like, James Washington's not coming back. There's no way he, he's going to assign whatever contract the Steelers put in front of him because they just haven't used him. I suppose there's a chance they bring back Juju, and I wouldn't be against that at all. I think his potential, I think he can still be a consistent 1,000-yard receiver when he's healthy and used properly. Problem is, he hasn't been used properly in a couple years. And, of course, he battled that injury this this year. But he already is back to good health and will be 100% come next season. Chase Claypool needs to figure out how to catch the damn ball and land on his feet at high point the football. Uh, he just need like, I think he's a fine route runner. I think he's fine with the ball in his hands, but he just kind of has to get the ball in his damn hands and not flop around like a fish. Deontay Johnson, again, he started off so good when it came to catching the football. We were calling him wide receiver one, then he fell off a cliff when things got cold. He needs to be consistent catching the damn football. I know it was just two drops in the playoff game, but that was too, too many. If he wants to be a number one receiver that number's got to be like zero next year and like i wouldn't give him a new contract if i was a steelers this offseason because he still hasn't shown the ability to shake off that uh, that issue so if i'm the steelers i'm not touching my running gra- uh, like i i I'd probably still bring in like a veteran uh, behind Najee Harris. I don't like Benny Snell. Anthony McFarland's been a healthy scratch all year. Clearly, the coaching staff doesn't like him. Kalen Balazs isn't the answer. To me, offensively, aside from fixing the line and figure out what a quarterback is, I'm going to try to find a, a running back, too, that costs almost no money. Um, sort of what Arizona did when they signed James Conner for nothing. You, you want to go out and find a, a team's former RB1 that isn't going to get paid and pay him a million bucks to be your RB1 be too. Something like that. And then I'd go out and I'd find a veteran receiver. Like, I, I would also be okay if the Steelers found a pair of rece- receivers, honestly. Uh, like a speedster and a veteran that's just a sure-handed guy. And and go into next year with the receiving core that, uh, like, once again, I'm cool with re-signing Juju. The receiving core looking like Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, 
Juju Smith-Schuster, a speed burner deep threat that's only job is being a deep threat and not having to be like your kick return, punt return guy. Uh, say like a, a Nate Washington type. I know he did uh, return some punts, but uh, just someone that can take the top off a defense. I, I think the Steelers have been missing that. And then a veteran, like someone who's like around 30 years old, not that expensive, but it just has good hands. Like, like a Lance Moore, if you remember that move the Steelers made. I, I, I still don't think he was targeted that much when he was on the team but that's the level of move this team has to make now flipping things over to the defensive side of the football there isn't too much like obviously the Steelers have their their flaws defensively they do but I think a lot of that could be cured from just getting healthy like Stefan to not having him all season long it really hurt this team. Like the Steelers' run defense, and in turn, its pass defense was hurt because they didn't have him. Uh, Tyson Alualu is a beast. I, I know he's this well now with Ben retiring, will be the oldest guy on this roster. But I still think he has something to bring to this team. So I'm totally okay with bringing back Tyson Alualu and Stefan Tuit as your starters uh, beside Cam Hayward. I'd probably draft another guy in the middle rounds like the Steelers did with Isaiah Loudermilk this past year. Like, again, I'm all for that. Like, the Steelers can make those moves. No problem. No problem whatsoever. They can make those moves. Like, and I think the defensive line will, will be fine. I think Alex Highsmith has room to grow. I think, heck, even TJ Watt might have some room to grow. And he, to me, he might be the best player in football. So an outside linebacker, I think uh, Tuska and Charlton kind of proved they could be decent backups. Like, I'd bring both those guys back to uh, stand behind uh, Highsmith and Watt again. But again, I'd probably still look to add one more guy to compete with them in training camp. Where things get dicey and hairy here is what to do at inside linebacker. Because I know there's some issues with Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, and Robert Spillane. But to a degree, with the other issues this team needs to fix, and of course they still have a ton of cash... I probably wouldn't be gung-ho about trying to uh, to sell the farm to find the next inside linebacker. Sure, you'd love that thumper. Maybe Buddy Johnson's that guy who they did draft. But um, when it comes to that inside linebacker spot, I, I think this team, to a degree, is in a position where they almost have to wait to see if Devin Bush will revert to his uh, his sophomore and freshman year levels of talent because he did... He, he was good before tearing his ACL. He was just hesitant this year. I think he legitimately could take a step forward uh, in this coming offseason. So we'll see how everything plays out with him there. Uh, and again, power to him. Hopefully he can take that step back to where he was. Uh, same goes with Joe Schobert and Robert Spillane being the thumper. I, like, I feel like this team kind of has to just roll with that again. They're just kind of stuck, honestly. Uh, I'm cool with the coming back next year with obviously Minka Fitzpatrick is a beast uh, and uh, Terrell Edmonds as your safeties. I, I would I have no problem re-signing Terrell Edmonds. This was his best season by far. He wasn't that coverage liability uh, when the Steelers were burned. It, it was issues in the uh, in that uh, in the the corner spot. And typically when the defense was burnt out because the offense was so bad turning the football over. Like those those are the issues that made this defense worse. They were gashed on the ground because the defensive line was terrible if you if your name wasn't Cam Hayward uh, or TJ Watt or Alex Heisman. Like that that's still a huge gaping hole uh, between the other tackles there on the defensive line and then the smaller uh, linebackers and Bush and Schobert 
the second a big offensive lineman's on them, they just become so much less effective. So having two in Alualu lets them be effective. So for me, I'm good at safety. But when it comes to corner, this is another spot that if I'm the Steelers, I need to invest in. Uh, I'm cool with bringing back Akella Witherspoon because, wow, he got good as the, as the year went on. He wasn't targeted in that Chiefs game, really, uh, until late in the game, I want to say. But again, he wasn't the issue. He developed into a, into a key piece. And again, I, I feel like I'm okay with having Joe Hayden come back. Uh, when the Steelers were really burnt deep, again, like I know he had his moments as an older player, but really a lot of that came in the slot. Or early on in the year, it came to outside corner opposite of Joe Hayden, uh, be it James Pierre or Arthur Mollette or uh, Cam Sutton, whoever was in that spot was getting torched. So if I'm the Steelers, it sucks that they don't have Mike Hilton because that's like exactly who they need on this team. But obviously that's not an option. They need to invest in the slot and they need to have at least a, a good corner like backup behind Witherspoon and Hayden if they're going to be the starters. I would sign two decent players here at that spot. I think that's important for your Steelers uh, moving into uh, next season. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty darn interesting to see how this season this offseason plays out. But first and foremost, they got to shave some money. I think Zach Banner's a for sure cut. Um, if Stefan Tuitt's not able to play football again, like it sucks. But again, that's another for sure cut. And then. That's now a position you have to go out and find another defensive lineman. Uh, Tyson Alualu, despite his age, isn't going nowhere. His contract, he, he costs almost nothing for the Steelers next year. So that's not a guy I'm worried about. Uh, like the only other like cut candidates uh, that I can see that are like obvious, like that have potential to be cut, that is more than just minimal savings, would be someone like Joe Schobert, who has a very cuttable contract. If Schobert's not willing to restructure his deal, he's getting cut. Uh, there's just no way he's playing for his current total. So I, I know the Steelers have about a seven million dollar rollover uh, on top of like forty four million dollars in cap space they already had, uh, and then they could probably make up like another twelve to fifteen million. Uh, with cuts and they can restructure some more deals to push that to like an extra 25 million. They could have like 80 million bucks to play around with legitimately. That's more than enough to fix the offensive line. Uh, I think that's a, a decent total to bring in uh, some corners, uh, some receiving help, uh, some backup running back help. Like this team has flaws, but they're going to have a lot of money to fix a lot of these flaws. They're going to have a better roster next year because of this cash that they have coming in. And if they do have a rookie quarterback or Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins starting at that all important quarterback position, they're going to be better because this team will be better. Uh, and th- there's no reason for the Steelers not to go out and spend and spend outside, uh, this locker room because they have to um if they come back with like like two or three if if three-fifths of this offensive line is the same as what uh, started this past season i i would be upset uh heck two-fifths i would still be like oh man like they didn't do enough uh really to me I, i feel like if they're not replacing at least three or four starters in the offensive line, then what the heck has management been doing? They need to buck up, spend some money here, fix this team, then worry about the draft, then bring in your rookie quarterback and bring in some more depth spots beyond that. The Steelers can plug all their starters in free agency. They really can and then go out and draft some guys. Like, this is the year. If the Steelers are ever going to sign guys in their 30s uh, to, like, shorter-term deals, you can do it now. 
build a good roster around a rookie quarterback, let that guy have some confidence moving into the future, uh, and then draft guys behind those older guys to take starting roles, if not next year, the year after that, or the year after that. There's nothing wrong with that at all, and the Steelers have the cash to do do that. When you're not spending on your quarterback, which it doesn't seem like they're going to do, spend on the rest of your team. Have a talented team, and just hope your quarterback play is good enough to to lead you somewhere. If the Steelers can hit on a rookie draft pick, they'll be a contender for five years until uh, it's time to to sign a new contract. So as much as it's been disappointing to be a Steelers fan, this is an exciting time to be a Steelers fan because things are going to be different. And if things are done right, they could be a pretty darn good team moving into next year immediately. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for tuning into today's edition of the Live Mike podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor behind the steel curtain.com. And before we let you go, just be sure to click over to behind the steel curtain.com. It'll, uh, we'll be breaking down the, that playoff loss to the Chiefs a, a little bit more, I'm sure. And then we'll get into those moves the Steelers really need to make as this offseason progresses. So be dialed into behind the steel curtain.com. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, and we will talk to you guys soon.